Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom. Shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports crew. And this, my friends, is a wasted Wednesday. Needed to catch up and deal with some of the CFP nonsense and some of the debacles in the NFL this week. And quite frankly, man, we got a wedding coming up, some other stuff. So wanted to go ahead and at least get something in. So we always say never take the under with the sports brute. You can probably take it on Thursday Night Football with the Patriots and the Steelers. You probably go full <laughs> Iowa mode. Take the under in that one, right? What is it? I think it's 30 points, which is like the lowest over under. Oh, take like, the under. Since like 1993 or something crazy. I don't even know what game that was, but that's just atrocious. Atrocious. And uh, poor, can they give Al Michaels the night off? Does he even have to show up for that? I mean, drunk Al Michaels is going to make it up. It's going to be there, dude. That's the only way he can call that game. I'd like to know the prop bets for what they actually talk about because I don't know what on earth they're going to be able to talk about with that game, dude. <laughs> they have their they have like their little list of things. All right, CFP, Belichick, next job. Uh, uh, I mean, it's just that's just gross. Enjoy that one, Lindy. Have fun, bro. Anyway. You heard about the barf bowl. The barf bowl. Yeah, yeah. We've had a lot of barf bowls this year, man. This weekend is a barf bowl. (laughs) Jesus Christ. There's some ugly games, dude. There's some (laughs) ugly games. Anyway, all right, barf bowls aside, let's go ahead. You hear him chit-chat. Let's get this man up in here proper. The one, the only Shannon that's with a Terminator MacGuffin. What's up, bro? You know, I didn't think Patriots would lead this podcast. But looking at their hey, last three. Bro, it'll be the only lead they have in anything this week. <laughs> and even then, they're going to be like, no, stop, stop, stop. We tried to get the number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their goal is leading the draft order. Maybe uh, they, maybe the obtainable. Last, last three games, they've given up 10, 10, and 6. Oh, and lost all three. It's it's unbelievable. It's I mean, you know, you can knock them for a lot of things. But you have to look at it and go, all right, well, the defense is playing pretty well. But yeah, I mean, just defense gross. is playing awesome. Just gross, dude. That offense is atrociously bad. I <laughs> I got nothing, dude. Neither do they. Don't feel bad. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's like, what? You know, it, it, is this their Zach Wilson offense? Like, what is going on, man? Or, no, Shannon, say your line. Say your SVP line. What are we doing? Yeah, dude. Seriously, man. We're trying to get the number one pick. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so gross, dude. Jesus. Christ. Oh, that's a lot of ugly, man. That's a lot of ugly. So buckle up, Lindy. I mean, what are they buckle playing? Up, the Tim Tebow pre marriage offense? Whoa. No scoring? Or the Whitfield in his 40s offense? Or I the, mean, what's or, going on? Or here? the Frozen Peas special firing blanks? I mean, what? Yeah, Where are we going? Well. <laughs> anyway. It's, it's still firing, though. <laughs> 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 uh, you got to start somewhere. So, right. right. It, anyway, I, I know you had to appreciate the drama of that Colts-Titans game, so I'm glad you got the win. Yeah. I, uh, I got to appreciate a very drama-free Dolphins-Commanders game. Um, and at 45 to 15, just a debacle that team that look Washington's in full on tank mode, man. Like I see people talking about them and it's just like, what is it? What is it to say at this point? They stink. Rivera's gone. The enemy I would imagine is gone. The front front office is gone. I mean, that, that team looks like they've checked out. I mean, that's just a disaster. I mean, yes, Miami's better, but that's just an embarrassment. Tyree kill blowing up on them. It's just gross. Uh, incidentally, I will say, 
for Tyreek Hill, uh, I know he's closing in on the record. Uh, I hope he does it in 16. I'm just going to say Same. that. Same, you yeah. know, is it if he gets the record in 17, so be it. But uh, I hate to be like there will be an asterisk on it because uh, that's not really fair. But if he does it in 16, right, right, it feels mm-hmm. it feels more valid. It, it's just that- it's just the way that it's going to be, dude. So if if I'm you know if I'm Tyreek, man, I want to get that record in 16 games. And if you Absolutely. do it if you do it in 15, even better. But if you do it in 16, choice. Mm-hmm. Choice, choice, choice. Yes, agreed. Six zero Chargers Patriots. I cannot believe that was my death pool pick. Held on, man, believe- bro. <laughs> I can't believe Atlanta was my death pool pick this yeah. week. Dude, we all tempted fate. Somebody had Tampa Bay. Uh, you had Atlanta. I had the Chargers, and it is a near miracle. Right? I didn't feel good about any of these picks <laughs> no, this week. No, and the and the, dude, the Bucks, the Bucks tried to give that one away, man. Bro. <laughs> so awful they tried so hard yeah yeah absolutely disgusting but uh look we we did have a couple of good games this week um although the you know i don't know if it's just reflective of obviously there's a ton of quarterback injuries you got stuff going on but it it feels like last week and this upcoming week there's just a lot of really gross just a lot of really gross football games, man. It is not. It is not a particularly attractive slate, you know. I mean, and I'll pull it up here because, um, <laughs> and I sent the thing in the chat. I mean, it is Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky. Hoorah! C.J. Beathard versus Joe Flacco. Yeah, buddy. Gardner Minshew versus Jake Browning. Baker Mayfield versus Desmond Ritter. Look, don't be talking bad about my my man Browning. <laughs> he actually played really well Monday night. I got give him credit, dude, and, dude, and dude, dude. Let me t- Mayfield Ritter or uh, uh, Minshew Browning may be a sneaky good game because both those teams are in playoff position. Yeah, that's one of those that that it's so bad it's good kind of things. Right. Yeah. So there uh, there was a rando tweet. Or at, what do you? I mean, it, you still call it a tweet, like, but I know it's X.com, not Twitter. But uh, what do you call it other than a tweet? You like, don't. Right? I, I mean, it, we're it's in the vernacular at this point. It's a tweet. It's, I mean, it's just F done. off with the X nonsense. Yeah. So uh, list of quarterbacks with at least three hundred yards, thirty attempts, ten yards per attempt, and eighty percent completions in a game this year. There's Jake only Browning. there's only one, <laughs> the one and only Jake Browning, <laughs> baby. That's right. Um, man, I, I tell you, I, I certainly did not anticipate Cincinnati being able to take down Jacksonville. Look, Jacksonville is, is an odd team. And obviously you got the Trevor Lawrence injury. And, um, if, if he's lucky and they're lucky, number one, they might need another medical cart somewhere on the field. I'm just saying, uh, making that dude limp back, get, break out the gimp, Trevor Lawrence. Um, come on, man. Come like, on, what? Man. what? I, I mean, that's that that Stafford that used the credit card for twenty two million dollars that just got caught. I mean, is that why you can't afford the medical card? Yeah, I mean, what's going yeah, on? Here? Yeah, yeah, whoever defraud defraud people out of twenty two million dollars, they didn't buy a cart. We know that. I mean, Shaq Khan's a billionaire, man. Hey. Like, get a freaking. Get, they could cobble. Jesus Christ, they could, they that's could, your franchise quarterback, they could, they man. Could, they can cobble one together from the auto parts stores that he owns. Get the but damn come on, golf man. cart out there, or right? something, 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 man. Get the 
the toy, you know, Dude, the toy truck or something out there. Get a re- get a drone. Get a remote control. Something. Just zip them up there. Or hey man, to, look, to, I, I have a question for you though. Okay. All right. So for Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. If he has to go all, if he has to, you know, make an emergency bathroom run again because get rid of the pinch off a loaf, is it is it is it a ride on the cart or is it like the shark cart? Do you have to nickname it? Oh, it's the shark cart it's for the, sure. It's the shark cart. Okay, I was just checking the Lamar Jackson shark cart. That would be <laughs> fantastic. Hey, I'm all about it, man. Oh, that's pretty good. At our age, we can't trust farts, so you know. There's a lot of ages you can't trust farts, man. Dangerous. <laughs> Getting all mystical up in here. Dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Josh Dobbs versus Aiden O'Connell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. And the la- last one, Bryce Young versus Jameis Winston. And, you know, Washington versus anybody. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Washington versus the bye week. <laughs> he might still lose. Side note, I think uh, Christian McCaffrey tied Jerry Rice for, like, one, well, one of the years. It's not the most, but one of one of Rice's like touchdown things with the with the night he's like up in that little upper tier, and I'm afraid to say that Christian McCaffrey might break that record solely against Washington by the time the 49ers actually play uh, Washington. That's going to be a disaster. I feel bad for anybody that's a Washington fan that is going to that game. It is going to be awful. Go ahead and sell your tickets, man. Just do it. Just sell your tickets. If you got a friend that's actually pay people to take your tickets. If you got a friend that's a 49ers fan, go ahead and give them to them. Just call today. Just don't go. Don't don't do it. (laughs) Don't go, dude. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. Unless you want to see them get just completely annihilated and maybe watch McCaffrey make history or something or Debo get eight touchdowns. I mean, who knows? Just just don't. It's all it's all a tragedy over there. Um, you know, I, I feel so bad for like a guy like Terry McLaurin, right? And sitting over there, and I, it, and I was I was joking around with Woodfield last night, last night, late night, you know, beer drinking conversation, and I was like, man, you know, they might have to move him, right? <laughs> like, if it's a full rebuild and he wants out, like, where where what would be a good spot for him? And I'm like, oh, okay, Kansas City, that would be a great spot for McLaurin, Kansas City right? would be ideal for him. That would be incredible. But it, you know, and and that's said in jest. But I'm sitting here looking at this team, looking at this roster, looking at some of these players and some of these veterans, and I'm like, man, I feel for you guys because this is, uh, you knew it was going to be rough, right? And I knew they weren't going to be good, but I thought they were going to be competitive over the course of the season. And now they just you- look like a team that is just like. Nope, just uh, we're just we just got to get through to the end. That's it. I mean, the trade <laughs> deadline it. when they traded both Sweat and Young mm-hmm. that that told you right there. That oh, was the you, telltale. You knew. you knew, you knew. That that was uh, we're getting what we can. We can't resign these guys, and nope. um, you know, Del Rio was just a little bit of window dressing firing him, but you know, Rivera's going to be gone. They're, they're cleaning house. Yeah. Well, they they have to. So, uh, but it's hard to trust the process. But that's obviously the Harris thing with the 76ers. I don't know what the process is going to be, but the front end of this process sucks. Sucks. Yeah, sucks, you got at this point just got to lose out. Unfortunately, yeah. oh no, um, no, I, I don't want to see any. I don't. I don't want to see any more wins. Just go ahead and and eat it. Which here, you know, I guess to be critical of the players and just be like, no, go ahead and lose. 
Okay. I mean, it's kind of mixed messaging. I understand, but well, it, it's mixed not... messaging because there's there's pride there. Yeah. And um, you know, if you're going out and strapping it on, you at least want to be competitive. Oh, hey now, buddy, that's a little uh, direct there, isn't it? <laughs> Todd might approve though. Maybe. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you actually that would be like you bring <laughs> anyway Ty we love you dude um I mean strapping it on I mean are you trying to squeeze an inch on me or what's going on here <laughs> nice pull you trying to squeeze an inch in on me somewhere huh probably <laughs> gnarly anyway um yeah, but, oh, God. <laughs> so we had some dumpster fire games. There's some ugly. Uh, uh, there was just ugly, and we're gonna get some ugly this week. Um, and some of that is just because of injuries. Some of it is just some teams are terrible, man. But oh, oh, don't worry, don't worry. This coming week will be rescued by the return of Zach Wilson to the starting lineup for the New York Jets. Don't worry. Oh boy! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, here's a Mills rejoice. Yeah. <laughs> well at least he's going deep somewhere one would hope um all right so we did talk about patriots Steelers, uh and and how awful some of that's been but um the patriots are average and you may have said this part but i wanted to finish this little thought excuse me patriots are averaging 12 points a game Steelers are averaging about 16 but over the last three the patriots are averaging four points <laughs> How the hell do you average four points? <laughs> well, you had how? A, how? You had a zero. You it's a, not even a damn touchdown. No, no. It's like two safeties. Oh, my God. I mean, somewhere Gus Farad is headbutting a wall just for good measure. <laughs> you know, that's just heinous. That's heinous, dude. Bro. Bro. That is rough. Yeah, That. that's... We have all seen enough football in our lives that there are times that it's just it's bad football and it's ugly football. That's an extra dose of suck. Like that, that is an incredible level of butt suck, man. I mean, the butt <laughs> suck express. I, I chuckled though. People talking about well, maybe you should maybe you shouldn't take the under because you know the defenses are good and, and maybe there'll be a pick six and a fumble or a scoop and score and this and that. I'm just like. First nope. of all, if you, first of all, if you're betting on that game, you're in a hole somewhere. But if you're gonna put a bet somewhere on that, I mean, isn't doesn't it make more sense to take the under? Gotta know, take the it under. It just it just seems like it just it's just meant to be. So anyway, we we did have a couple of really intriguing games. One was a better overall game than the other, but I think the two most significant games out of the past weekend. Um, where the 49ers beating the ever-living breaks off of the Eagles. And uh, Randy is supposed to join us. Todd, newsflash. Randy is supposed to show up tonight. I'm not sure when. Oh, was... oh. He's... oh. speak of him. Did he? Oh, there... look, he's like rolling up. Like we start talking about the Niners and the Eagles. And, and as if on cue, here comes Randy. Randy did a podcast rescue for Todd. There he is. Look at this guy. Yeah, it took a little bit longer than I was anticipating. So, well, but I'm here. I, but I did promise that I was going to be here. So. Yeah, well, laxatives next time, bro. Laxatives, okay? <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. 
It's good to see you. <laughs> you can make sure I have turbo turds for next time. You know? <laughs> turbo, Tur- yeah, turbo turds. Turbo turds. That sounds like the worst '80s cartoon ever. Oh no, <laughs> that's amazing. That sounds like something we would probably watch too. That's yeah, the problem. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we got the Thundercats followed up by the Turbo Turds <laughs> and biker biker mice from Mars or something. <laughs> biker mice from mars that, no, that's a throwback yeah that is a throwback and gargoyles i liked that one yep yeah Ooh, that's but, such a great show yeah correct me if i'm wrong but aren't they uh resurrecting that either yes. as a show or a movie or something they are man i wonder if that's gonna be good anyway if you get the same voice actors back why not i mean hey We'll see. Well, look, we were talking, we had kind of danced around a couple of different topics. A, how awful Patriots, Steelers, Thursday Night Football should be, and a lot of the other gross football. But there were a couple of games in particular we did want to talk about from this past weekend. And so, you know what? Uh, Randy, we had just mentioned 49ers, Eagles, and all of a sudden you were joining the Zoom call. So it was like it was meant to be that as soon as we ring the 49ers bell, here he comes. So. That's right, old Giggity Giles. Yep, I'm still rolling the Got to Life by Corn for this dude. Man, I'm, tell- I'm telling you, I forget how many touchdowns C-Mac has right now, right? But whatever his total is, I feel like he's gonna. Add- he's not gonna double it, right? But he's he's gonna he might break the franchise season touchdown record with what he gets against Washington in a couple of weeks. <laughs> He's at seventeen right now. Yeah, so. seventeen. I think the I think their season record is twenty three, if I remember correctly. I uh, believe so. Yeah, obviously Jerry Rice, no duh there. But uh, Lord, uh, God bless, man. Uh, we were just joking around, it, you know. Anybody that uh, any Washington person or anybody in the D.C. area, if you have tickets to that game, just find a Forty ers friend and give them to him. Don't go. it's like jim kramer sell 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 them off give them away give them to a friend you know treat it like a preseason game if you have to oh you never been to a football game here you go go see go see at least one football one valid football team in this matchup go enjoy (laughs) just gross um but look all kidding aside uh this was definitely a game that we were looking forward to um, I thought the overall quad of the game was going to be a little bit better than it ended up being, but some of that is a huge credit to the 49ers, who did have some salt and some motivation, obviously, given the way the playoffs went. And I think it is fair to acknowledge that Philly had, what, three games in 13 days, so maybe a little fatigue set in on them. But the 49ers, quite frankly, slow start, but then they essentially kicked their ass. So, and you had some drama in that game. You had some shenanigans. You had a lot of mouthy uh, fans, which, Randy, I know it's your favorite part. I know how much you love Philadelphia, well, Phillies fans and 49ers fans. They're like two of your favorites. Philly fans, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter what sport. They're assholes, period. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's funny, though. Mm. Um, was in Walmart the other day, and as I was walking in, I heard someone go "boo" Forty Niners fan because I had my Niners jacket on. I right, right. Looked, and it's and this this person just they all smiles like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Philly fan. You guys whooped off on us. 
So it's going to take me some time. I was like, I understand. Cause I was just like, I am not going to start verbally sparring with a, a, a Philadelphia Eagles fan in the middle of a Walmart. We don't need that showing up people of Walmart. No, I don't need to be on that edition of that. <laughs> how, did, how did Randy end up on people of Walmart? <laughs> Eagles fans. He, he whoops some Eagles fans ass is what happens. I pray so, for yeah. his safety. <laughs> oh, Take that man down, throw him, throw him to a, a wall of chips somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be freaking chop him. Yeah, but chest, then, then chest late, but later, I was in Wegman's and the Commanders fan stopped me. We started talking about the game and mm. things like that. And he's like, you know, he's like, I'm so thankful you guys just beat the living hell out of them because I just, I just hate Philly, Philadelphia Eagles yeah. fans. I'm like, well, <laughs> you are a Commanders fan, so that's pretty understandable see you you know you're at the point of the season where you've accepted your own team is horrible right horrible when you're just like you know what i can't i I get zero satisfaction out of my own team what i get satisfaction of are other teams that are actually good beating the shit out of teams i don't like (laughs) sounds like a 12-step program (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes accepting (laughs) of your own team suck yeah sometimes that is football reality but you know, again, look, keep in mind in this particular game, uh, first quarter, the 49ers had, what, negative six yards from scrimmage, yep. and, and then they went like 11 plays, 85 yards, touchdown to Ayuk, and then they followed up with a drive with a McCaffrey touchdown, uh, 14-6 at the half, but really the second half, man, 49ers just opened a can of whoop-ass. Uh, I believe by the time the game was done, the 49ers had six consecutive drives ending in touchdowns. Just ridiculous. So they definitely had some salt there, uh, and they delivered. I, I don't know if this is an absolute indictment of the Eagles. I, I would say Philadelphia is better than that. Um, and if they meet again in the playoffs, I expect a better game. But I also think it's fair to acknowledge and to clearly state that if the 49ers are healthy, right, you got Debo, you know, if they have their squad, that's the best that they football, are, dude. that they are the most complete and the best team in the league. I thought mm-hmm. I read an article that said uh, some Vegas whatever person had them as a five-point favorite over, like, everybody, like the whole rest of the NFL, which to me is not a shock. Now, again, we mm-hmm. might have some recency bias, but obviously the move for Chase, getting people back, getting healthy, and really Debo, I think, is – and Trent Williams. You know, yes. I like I like Purdy, so I'm not trying to sandbag on him, but Trent Williams is elite – and Debo is special. And Debo in that in their offense in particular is very special. So if they have those guys on and Kittle, I mean they have a lot of talent in a lot of spots. McCaffrey, I mean, obviously. Uh they can do a lot of different things, but that is that is just a that's a dangerous team. And if they're motivated and pissed and salty, um, and you give them opportunities, man, woo, you better buckle up, buddy. I gotta tell you, man, Ayuk has really stepped up and you know, Jennings with that stiff arm where he threw that DB out of bounds and walked right on it. And I was just like, damn. <laughs> and then uh, if all them guys are covered, you got the freaking fullback. That'll yeah, just use check. Oh, yep. use check. Dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like pick your poison yeah. with that offense. And the well, defense is just, I mean, it's just elite, you know, from top to bottom. Go ahead, Randy. Offensively, that team runs angry every single play. It doesn't matter who it is; they all run angry, and that's and you and you need that because what happens mm-hmm. is 
it gets to the point where you've worn down the defense and they don't want to tackle you because you're just beating the shit out of them because you're just running the bruise. I mean, look at Debo. I mean, that dude does not want to go down anytime he gets his hands on the ball. It usually takes about three or four guys to tackle him after he's already broken three or four tackles. He, he's a tough out, man. He's a tough out when he's healthy. And he's, he's Shanahan so just masterfully uses him. Yeah. Masterfully, yeah. yes. So, you know, again, I would say that's not that wasn't the best of the Eagles, right? But if that's the best of the Niners, I mean, everybody's going to have a real, real tough time with them. And you, you're going to need some turnover breaks. I and, mean, let's let's look at, you know, if you're looking at the three top teams in the NFC right now, I mean, and not counting conference, if you're just looking at records, it's Eagles, Cowboys and Niners and Niners have beaten them a combined 84 to 29. Oh, yeah. I mean, they I mean, they destroyed Jacksonville, they destroyed Dallas, and by the end of that, destroyed Philly. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, it's ridiculous. So I don't trust I don't trust Dallas for squat. No. Now I would imagine you know a lot of people will be unfortunately be in the position where they have to pull for Dallas to beat the Eagles, right? So you got you feel a little dirty, but. But if Dallas does beat Philadelphia Sunday night and mm-hmm. San Francisco handles their business, San Francisco's in the driver's seat to have the playoffs go through them. Yeah, and considering how we've played at home, it's definitely a big advantage. Mm-hmm. I, I I do feel dirty with the idea of rooting for Dallas. I figured you would. Uh, my, my friends Wes and Jeff, they're both Dallas fans. I was like, we gave you your opportunity. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> You have a chance now. So you're so, saying there's a chance. You know, and they were close. I mean, they they had opportunity the last time they played Philadelphia, you know, and just no, couldn't, but that, couldn't the, come that through. end of game management, which I is know. the one thing they tend to struggle with I all know. the time. Struggle bus. What? Mike McCarthy struggle with that? Huh? Never. Oh. No. Weird things at the end of game, clock management, timeout, situational football that goes sideways. <gasps> Dallas? McCarthy? What? Yes. Yeah. This, this is, is my shock. This is my shocked face. Um, no one, and if no one would know what we were talking about, we didn't mention any teams. They may have actually thought we were talking about the Chargers, but no, we were talking about Dallas. <laughs> Speaking of teams that need to make a change at head coach, mm, yeah, yeah, it's coming. Anyway, Staley, back Staley, to... Staley's gone, dude. He's out of there. He's, He's got to gone. So, uh, so the, the, obviously, from the football side of things, you know, Forty Nine went went in and just just handle <clears throat> handle business, man. But one other thing that came out of this game, that it, it, and there's a couple of like stories. The officiating has been a continual problem in the league this year. It was an issue with Packers Chiefs. Uh, but I will say, I want to hear, I want to hear nothing about it. Like, if you're not going to complain about a whole bunch of the other calls that happened in that game, don't come sitting there just bitching about that late non-call on the defensive PI because there was a whole bunch of crap in that game. Um, several things went the Chiefs' way. That's just bad officiating. Okay, period. End of the story. Awful. And, it was terrible. And the Packers, I watched that game start to finish, and the Packers earned that win. But the mm-hmm. officiating sucked. <laughs> the officiating was bad. On both sides of the ball, wasn't All, it? I mean, it, yes, it was. It was. Like, I saw, that, that but kid, then, of course, she had the Hail Mary at the end, which you could have called positive. They, unless, if, no. unless if he no. freaking they're, just straight up tackled him before. the. Well, I mean, I've seen tackles before the ball. No, they're, they're, they're not going to. Yeah, it was just one of those plays where could they have? Yes, 
Did, nah. did they make the right call by doing the no call? Yes. And, and Patrick Mahomes said in the, his um, post-game presser, he's like, I don't expect them to bail us out there either. We we got to make the play. Well, he, and he, he's right. He is right. He was very diplomatic in how he handled because he was obviously asked about the deep throw to MVS late, which would have put which would have put the uh, the Chiefs, I think, around the six, if I remember correctly, had they called that. But, you know, there were a couple of plays. First of all, kudos to Jordan Love, right? Yes. Kudos to him. Three touchdowns, no picks. And there's a couple of teams this year that you're looking at turnarounds and player development that you didn't necessarily anticipate. Um, the Packers you knew were young. And that's an organization that's very, very, obviously very heavy on draft and develop. Uh, will they ever pick up a free agent? Sure. But is that there? Is that there a huge thing for them? No. Um, but they, they've done a, an, an admirable job, an admirable job at, at drafting and developing. And they obviously had to make a tough choice moving on from Rodgers. I wasn't real keen on it when they did that. I wasn't real keen on Jordan Love getting drafted when they took him. I just, I wasn't. I thought they should have done more to help Rodgers. That was a shorter, you know, shorter term view. So, you know, when you take the longer run, you think about all these quarterbacks that get drafted and thrown into the fire really quickly. Well, they didn't do that with Love. He had time to, to learn, grow, mature, develop, and learn under Rodgers. And you, there, there are times he had his mannerisms on field will remind you of things that Rodgers did, which also at times remind you of things that Favre did, other than Rodgers doesn't throw picks all over the place. I love Brett, but Brett, was, Brett could be a turnover machine. Mm-hmm. Um but that wasn't really Rod, – Rodgers was, was – and historically is excellent when it comes to throwing picks uh, or not throwing picks, I should say, to, to clarify that a smidge. But draft and develop. Young team, a lot of young wide receiver talent, um, obviously a young love. And, you, I mean, it's just a lot – it's just a youth movement. And I have not been particularly – and, Randy, you asked me the other week. I haven't been particularly confident in the floor. And – you know, this season was a big litmus test for LaFleur's, you know, chops as a head coach post-Hall of Fame quarterback. Because a Hall of Fame quarterback makes every head coach look better. <laughs> you know, they, they mm-hmm. just do. Whatever your offense is, whatever your team is, you know, be, you, what do you look like when you don't have an elite-level quarterback, you know, leading your offense? You have to work it differently. You have to game plan better. You you know you have to call the game differently. So some of this was about Lafleur's development as a coach. Some of it was about Jordan Love's development as a, as a player, as a quarterback, as an on field leader. And a good start to the season, a real rough patch in the middle, and the past several weeks, a lot of things appear to be paying off. I mean, they took it to Detroit, and they took it mm. to Kansas City. And look, Kansas City's not as good as they were, but it's still Kansas City. Kansas City is good. They have a good defense. Okay? It, it it's not a you know, it's not some meh. That's nice to beat. You know what I mean? Like that was a that's a quality win, dude. That's it's a, a quality, very quality win. It's a quality win, man. And um you know, to have a 14-6 lead at the half and to and to find ways to win. See, that's the other thing. Right, it's not just winning a game. It's when you have a couple of things go against you. How do you respond? It's when another team threatens. What do you do? And again, the officiating not great, okay. But the game flow, the way it felt, watching it, like I was hoping for them to be competitive, and and maybe find a way to steal a win. Well, they didn't steal a win. They earned they a took win. it. Yeah, they took it. 
And that's that's good. That's very satisfying. So I'm looking at Love's development this year and LaFleur, who, again, I, you know, I've given a lot of grief to LaFleur. <clears throat> and because I've given both of them the amount of grief that I have, you have to give them credit when it's due. And it's due. Now, I don't know how this year is going to finish, but Green Bay has a fairly friendly schedule to close out the rest of the year. So they're in a, a really a, night, a plus position to make a playoff push, which I would not have said a few weeks ago. <laughs> they're getting hot at the right time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you want to play your best ball at the end. That's true. Uh-oh. That's true. And I, and I think that for, for Love, I know he was talking about how he had that Chiefs game circled on his calendar. So you know that he was going to be – he was getting himself mentally prepared to just be locked in because he wanted to show that that first start he had against them was not – really who he was as a player and i do feel like he really stepped up and showed hey i can be the guy but i also feel like we need to see i wouldn't say it was a complete win only because 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 it's all facets of the game Mm -hmm. Uh, the defense did show up at times but also obviously it's kansas city they're gonna move the football if now if they can be another the problem is is also with with, uh, a fairly easy schedule the rest of the way it's like okay just beat the teams you're supposed to beat and you're in the playoffs though i mean do you you do know who they would be playing if they if the playoffs started today right probably the 49ers it would it would yeah i would imagine it would end tragically bad um for you know <laughs> for green bay uh yeah. although let me tell you what let me tell you, if somehow some way they they played a great game against the 49ers. They'd be like, all right, Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur, all right, we're good. <laughs> it may not be this year, but that's good. That, I like that. You said balls. Shannon, you're right. Thank you, sir. Yeah, you're welcome. So, um, you know, I, again, I feel good about that. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, Watson, this isn't a long-term issue with the hamstring. He has a recurring issue with the, with the hamstrings. Obviously, that's unfortunate. He had some wonderful plays there. Um, that kid's and, been going off the last few weeks too, man. It's like he's finally, like it's something's clicked with them, and he's yeah. figured it out. Yeah, I, I mean, some of, some of his catches and some, it was just like <laughs> it wasn't like, oh look, he's wide open, nobody's around him, just throw the ball to him. I mean, he made some nice, yeah. nice catches, so that was pretty sweet. I will say, uh, yeah, I do think there was an element of payback for Jordan Love, uh, a because you know, and I joked around about this last week. Uh, they stuck his mom and his girlfriend in the nosebleeds up there at uh, uh, you know in in Kansas City. Um, the Swifty the Swifty crew got uh, you know they were in the box. They had a better deal for sure. <laughs> but uh, I'm, yeah, there's some payback to that. But then there's also a, a little bit of you know player progression validity, right? If you're going against Patrick Mahomes, you're going against an MVP level player, you're going against a Super Bowl champion, you're going against a media darling. Right, you're doing all those things, and you and you have you outplay him. You arguably outplay him on the field, and you get yep. the win uh, at home in front of your crowd, and that's fantastic. You know that there's a lot of satisfaction in that. And Andy Reid's a good coach, man. We've we've given Andy Reid and the Chiefs plenty of gloss, but that you know, I I don't know if this says more about Kansas City or more about Green Bay. You can go in circles on that kind of stuff. I think that the concerns for Kansas City that we've had over the course of the season are still there, where you know we feel like, you know, Kelsey is slowing down a little bit. He's still elite, but I don't know that he's what he was. Right? They still drop too many passes. 
And, you know, they missed Tyreek Hill. And none of the other people have really stepped up. MVS is not that kind of guy. No. You know, he's not. Sky Moore is not that guy. Um, although I will say I did find it funny. One of those ticky-tacky defensive pass interference calls uh, I mean, there was a ball that Mahomes threw it. And I, in the moment, I felt like Mahomes was throwing for the flag <clears throat> or hoping to draw it. Because, like, uh, Inspector Gadget wasn't going to catch that ball that was way over that guy's head. just wasn't happening. And I thought it was a little bit of a ticky-tacky defensive PI. And I love the fact that the, the next play, I'm pretty sure it was the exact the, the, the play immediately after Green Bay ended up getting, that they the dude picked it off. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was, and that was a hell of a play, though. Yeah, well, um, uh, the DB, the the defensive player said that like he he there was a certain tell that he that he had figured out with Mahomes, and that's how he read it. But I also think Sky Moore didn't do a great job there. No, Sky Moore did not finish his route. He he gave up on it, and uh, the the DB, you know, you know, did his homework Mm -hmm. and it showed, and. I mean, that was a hell of a read. Yeah. On his part. Yeah. And that's uh, experience too on Moore's part for not finishing the route. So that's on that's definitely on him. But still, you can't not take away that interception. Just the the uh what was how how he got the pick. That, that was, was great. Just, it was oh, great. That was beautiful. And it was clutch in that moment. Yes. It was clutch in that yes. moment. The other uh, another time that was like super, super clutch. Um the Chiefs had closed to I think it was twelve to fourteen on a Pacheco run, uh, he had a failed Lambo leap and the chiefs had a failed two point conversion. So thanks for that. Um, but after that, uh, the Packers ended up going forward on a fourth and one, which is pretty gutsy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like they're doing the old brotherly shove out there. And incidentally, I hope that doesn't get banned. I, yeah, I, seriously, I, I, just why? Think, I think that's crap. Look, it's not like everybody under the sun is doing it and just flattening everybody. You can't stop it. Okay. You can't stop it. And most most teams can't do it as well as the Eagles can do it. Most quarterbacks can't do that as well as Jalen Hurts can do it. So is it an effective play? It certainly is for Philadelphia, uh, but I don't think it's like a, a a random cheat code. And I don't mind. I don't know, man. Like I, I just there's, so I saw there's, so interest. Many, there's so many things that favor certain elements of you know the game, and I know it shifted. Mm. I don't mind a down and dirty. Let's get after it. Play like that doesn't it's a bother one me. yard thing, and it's like I saw an interesting stat that when Carson Wentz was the quarterback, mm-hmm. they had thirty-seven of those third or fourth and ones mm-hmm. with Jason Kelsey as the center. Mm-hmm. They converted thirty-five, yeah, out of thirty-seven. So, like the common denominator is Kelsey. Like he's he's really good. Oh, he's, at, he's a Hall of Famer. He's, he's good at that, yeah. and you know Jalen Hurts. He's be a Hall of Famer. There are grown. There are linemen that are much bigger than him that cannot squat six hundred pounds. Don't he leg press like seven hundred or seven fifty or something? It, I mean, it may be number. up there at this point, but I mean, six seven hundred pounds squat and that leg drive, bro. If you're squatting that much, it's hard to stop. I know that Texans kicker. Remember when we said he skipped leg day? He needs to go to. He needs to do leg day with Jalen Hurts. Just he saying. Die. <laughs> well, no. Of course, the, the third part of uh, that play is the, is the setup. 
you know, when you have three guys lined up behind you, all pushing you on top of it, I think that's kind of where I, I yeah, no, I think, like I, I think I get it. I think that's the issue that, like, I know I saw Goodell talking about how he wants it banned now, and I'm just like, okay. I mean, the 49ers stopped it, except for you know, like one side of the two times they did it. We've seen the commander stop it many times. Look, they know if how to do Washington, it. if Washington's sorry ass can stop it. You know what I'm saying? Come on. <laughs> well, you know, well, it's just like, you know, and what's funny is um, me men- mentioning it in the chat. I was like, is Lane Johnson ever going to get called for a false start? And then the very next play, he actually gets called for a false start. Oop. It's like about time. Nice. Well, well, we, and we've seen it with many teams. I mean, the Chiefs are one of those teams like Luan Taylor likes to do where that little kickback. At, but, and it's like, they're like, oh, no, we timed it just right. I was like, dude, <clears throat> you shot backwards before the ball even left the center's mm. hands. That's a fucking <laughs> false start. I, I don't, you know, I, I know we've all played football in some way, shape, or form. And it's like, we were always told, you don't move until the ball snapped. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're, we're kind of going off topic. I mean, you're you know, right. I, you're right. I'm just, my point is, I, I, I hope that it's not... I hope they don't eliminate it, you know. Um, I, I like the the kind of raw strength of that play. Well, and it's only you know been what I mean? since 2005 since it's actually been legal to do that again. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, I just, you can't take that away. No, I, I mean, hope they don't. I mean, they can. They can legislate it out for sure. And then it's just back to a more classic quarterback well, sneak. Yeah, they could, but, they, could re- they could just change the wording again back to what it was pre-2005 where – uh, basically, you cannot have a player assist a, a runner by pushing him in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you – I don't know. They're, they're, they're in the business of scoring points, and if that helps score points at the goal line, then well, – They're in the business of making money, so they'll, whatever, they'll well, find hey, another way to make money. What, what, yeah, follow, follow the money. That, that's true. That's true. Uh, speaking of that, I, I think this might be the worst take – of the week, this this well, all right. Perhaps it's the only one that's worse. Is the is the is is poor FSU that might be the worst take, but the worst NFL related take of the week I think has to be David Carr. Shannon, did you see this where he said the Eagles should bench Jalen Hurts and start Marcus Mariota following the loss to the Niners? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah he said that. Like this is not a spoof. No, if the only way that they get there to M. Rob's point is Jalen is 100% and he is that dynamic weapon in the run game because that creates your <laughs> offense on the outside and your one-on-ones. Clearly, Jalen isn't comfortable reading through a defense in a drop-back pass scenario. Some would say he's not even good at it. And I think that when you look at this team, you have to have a serious conversation if you're Philly, and you have to really say, is it better for us to play Marcus Mariota right now and let Jalen get really? fully healthy? I mean, that's a bold statement, dude. Um, correct me if I'm That's wrong. That's material. Atlanta cut him for Desmond Ritter, right? <laughs> I don't. Look, I, we all know that. They, Hurts they, didn't I mean, oh, oh, I, no, like, look. <laughs> he, he clearly. I, I think. Look, David. I, David Carr clearly took one too many sacks in his time with the Texans. All right, he he must have one too many. Doesn't, doesn't that still like the record for most sacks taken in a and, season? And, and until yes. until slinging Sammy Howell breaks it, or the 49ers 
uh, get like 18 sacks and oh, God. 15 Poor touchdowns. Sam Howell. Yeah. Sam Howell. Howell. Howell just needs to sit out that game. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he said it. I can't believe. I can't believe that's that has to be. It's look, one, it's one thing to say, you know, the, the guy's not healthy, blah, blah, blah. But Marcus Mariota. Seriously? Really? Marcus Mariotto. Marcus Mariotto. Look, if Jalen, I would say if after this, if they beat the Cowboys and you want to rest Hurts to get him fully healthy for the postseason run, yes, I'm all for it because you should be able to win those four games. Yes. At least three out of those four. Now, bite your motherfucking talking. <laughs> <laughs> I want the number one seed. Damn it! Yeah, I said if if, if they beat, but how do you say that as a former? I, I'm baffled, dude. I don't, like it, I'm telling, it's just it, a, it's a bad take. It's a bad take, dude. That's it like is. all time. Like it's. I mean, Skip Bayless thinks that's a bad take. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Are you kidding? Thinks it's, that's a bad take. Yeah, it's a terrible take. It's a terrible take. If I'm Philadelphia, and let and, unless I've got the division locked up or the one seed locked up, I am or like Hurts just cannot go. I am not pulling Jalen Hurts for freaking Marcus Mario. Are you Mar- like like are Mariotto. you even no. fucking kidding me no. right now? No, big fat negative. No. All right, we topic jumped again. That all right? Don't 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 legislate out the brotherly shove. No, and do not bench Jalen Hurts for Marcus Mariato. 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 Yeah, and that would and that how Goodell said it. Marcus Mariotto. Mariato. Anyway, Marcus Mariota. No, you do not bench Hurts for Mariota. You do Get not. The fuck out and of yes, my fate. And yeah, he lost his job to Ritter. This is correct. And then he disappeared on him. So anyway, I mean. And did Bill O'Reilly just <laughs> Bill O'Reilly and date and, and car man like we'll, we'll do it live? <laughs> yeah, no, we'll do it I live. Mean... Fuck it, do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. David Carr took no research. Fucking thing sucks. That take did suck. That's true. Um, you know what did not suck is when the Packers did go for it on that fourth and one. Mm-hmm. And uh, Love did that Rodgers-esque off-balance throw off the back foot. And uh, granted, it was in a triple coverage, right? But it was beautifully placed. Romeo Dobbs made the right move. And it was that 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 moment was phenomenal. It set up a Love to uh, Watson touchdown. That was a 21-12 Packers lead. That was great. Okay. So and, that was a mix of Rodgers and Favre. Yes. The, there, there was a Favrean element because you're like, oh, no, don't throw. Oh, okay. All right. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Oh, shit. oh, oh great oh, throw. Oh, oh, that, that was brilliant throw. Brilliant throw, man. That was a good job. Good job. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is pretty wild. And I do want to say, um, it's a good thing that uh, Trav, aka Travis Kelsey, can certainly score off the field with the swiftness. Because uh, man, he sure didn't score enough on the field versus the Packers. I'm just saying, bro. Just saying. <laughs> Taylor Swift's first in attendance loss. You know, there you You're go. Saying he couldn't find the end zone. Uh, d- not on field. Not, uh, you know, not enough in this game for Kansas City. But I'm sure he did some scoring after the game. I'm sure he had a different kind of Lambo leap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give uh, I'll give Lafleur credit for understanding that 
in, in the you know it, it was a situational awareness of we got to be aggressive if we're mm-hmm. gonna beat this team we have to play aggressively and we have to take our shots and that's exactly yes. what the Packers did they were they were aggressive against Detroit too I mean they were like, and see and that's the thing that earlier this season I didn't understand that they were playing it was vanilla it was boring it was predictable it was safe it was overly conservative they had really slow starts and again some of this is is the maturation of young players. Some of it is, I, I really do believe, looking for LaFleur's maturation as a head coach, right? Uh, and then Love's maturation as a quarterback. There's a, it's, a lot to, it's a lot to happen. It's a lot to do. Um, and you're seeing some of that pay dividends in season for this late push. Now, I'm not saying they're great. I'm not saying they're going to go march into the playoffs and you know make it. I'm not saying any of that. But from where they were what it felt like this team was a month ago, right? To where they are right now, you go, good job. That's a lot of growth. That's a, that's a lot of growth. That's what she said. That's a lot of growth in, in season. And mm-hmm. that is a credit to the coaching staff, the players they drafted, and, uh, you know, their progression so far this season. And I, I, I don't know that I finished this thought earlier, but I think the two teams that really exemplify that this year are Green Bay at this point of the season. Now, this mm-hmm. could certainly change, but if it feels like Green Bay and Houston. Yeah. Right? You got, a, I mean, a, a new coach, and D'Amico Ryans deserves a ton of gloss. C.J. Stroud deserves a ton of gloss. They've done a lot of things right. Other than that uh, play call where Tank Dell got hurt, that was not a good decision. Bad, bad choice. But they've done a lot of things right. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, you have to appreciate those teams, um, just what they've accomplished over the course of this season. It's tremendous. It's tremendous. A um, couple other things from, and I, I may have jumped your thought, Randy, so forgive me. Uh, a couple things that I, I, other things I wanted to bring up late in that game, the Packers did have that almost scoop and score. I'm going to call that the non-butt fumble. Okay? Because that <laughs> Rice dude ended up with a cheek on the ground. But this play, which, you know, they, they obviously ended up not being a fumble, so no scoop, no score was significant because Pacheco got over there and threw a punch and his ass got ejected. And Kansas City could have really used him late in that game. Could have really used him. Yep. So that was that was tough. But again, I stand by what I said. The officiating was not good. A that lot- last two minutes of officiating was some of the most god-awful. It was terrible. Horseshit it was terrible. I've ever seen in my life. That that I mean, you get the the, the Mahomes still in bounds gets hit, roughing whatever bullshit penalty, and it, then you get the non call on MVS. I mean, I guess that's a makeup call for well, not calling it. Obviously, like, that that was our running kind of gag in the chat was that it was a makeup call because uh, uh you know. Uh, all of a sudden, like Mark showed up, <laughs> it was like, "Oh, look, here's Mark talking." Where was the defensive PI? Where have you been? <laughs> um, but by, by the way, it, speaking of it, Mark, it did feel like a makeup call. It right? did. I mean, what? Th- there were like two or three of us that took Green Bay and and pick them this week, right? Where was his appreciation of us taking the upset and pick them? I know. Where was it? Like, where was that, man? Come, come on, Shannon, say the line. <laughs> do it do it what are we doing what are we doing here yeah thank you what is what are we doing what are we doing 
It's crazy. Yeah. Come on, D Stat. Come on, man. Come on, man. He's well, he he's too busy with Tommy Cutlets. So uh Tyrod Taylor, by the way, not happy that he's not getting his job back, but look, they got that story going on in New York, man. You you gotta ride you gotta ride the uh the Tommy Cutlets, man. You just gotta go. You just, you gotta run with it. I mean, that season's not going anywhere. Well, that game ain't going anywhere either. No, probably not. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I think they're playing. That's that's a, is it? It's is Green Bay at the Giants. That's like the Monday Night Doubleheader, right? Oh yeah, it's the Mark. Uh-huh. It's the it's the Matt Mark Bowl. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, I would expect uh, Green Bay to beat their ass. Uh, the one game that I think could be a, a, a kind of a not a trap game per se, um, but if there's one L, I could see them find. You know, whatever happens, it would be that the next game against Minnesota. You know, might get a little squirrely, but we'll see how you know how they finish the season off but they're in prime position to at least get a wild card spot and i will tell you one one other <laughs> thing about this green Excuse bay me. team and this resurgence mm-hmm. run game yep they've been running the ball and i know like quadzilla baby the couple times with or a couple of years with rogers they were like why are we running the ball to help your fucking quarterback that's why mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know like a good run game helps your quarterback out. Play action that yeah. definitely helps. Ain't no doubt. No doubt. So, so fun. yeah. Go ahead. As long as Jones and Dylan are healthy, like that, that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Like that. Well, Diamond Dallas Page, Randy. That's not a bad thing. MVP. That's a good thing. Well, well, that's the thing. Is like, is, <laughs> is Jones due back? In the, is Jones due back this week? Or I got a double. I got to double check. Um, I mean, I, know I don't know, bro. I'm a little unsure. Carried the about. carried the rock quite a bit, mm-hmm. so, and I knew that Jones wasn't going to play. But as much as we've, I mean, as much as we've seen Jones really uh, take off over the years, this year he he just he can't stay healthy, and he just hasn't been running as hard as he normally does. It's well, strange. He certainly hasn't been as effective, and some of that might be reflective of some offensive struggles. So I'll be curious to see what Jones looks like um, when he returns uh, on the back, kind of the back end of the season. I think that's going to tell us more because clearly the way LaFleur is calling the games, the way that Love is processing the game plan and the way they're executing the game plan is different. So let's, I'm going to reserve judgment on that. Hopefully he's healthy enough to make a quality return shortly. Hopefully Christian Watson, I mean, he's probably going to miss a week or two with his hamstring. Uh, that seems like that's just going to, you know, just follow him in perpetuity, which is unfortunate. Uh, exciting player, but, he, you know, might just be one of those guys that, you know, they're going to miss a couple games every year for hammy issues. It happens. He might just be one of them. So, uh, fun factoid, by the way. Uh, most games, all right, quarterbacks here, most games with three touchdown passes and no interceptions this season. Can y'all guess the top three? Top three quarterbacks, or the three. <laughs> three touchdown passes, no yeah. interceptions. Most games with three touchdown passes and no interceptions so far this season. Uh, Dak. Say it again. Dak. Dak. Dak is one of them. He has three. Uh, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say Brock Purdy. Purdy is one of them. He has four. And the other, I guess, Jordan Love. Jordan Love is the other. He also has four. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no Jake Browning, but a pretty good, 
pretty well, good. Well, Jake only had one touchdown. I mean, <laughs> I think the Bengals are actually going to start one of their wide receivers at quarterback this week just to uh, mess with Browning. Well, Jake know. Browning might have had a couple more touchdowns if, if, the, if the Bengals didn't waste a bunch of possessions on trick plays of doom. Dude, bro. Like, what are we doing? Seriously, man. Hey, man. Like, what are we doing? Dude, I, I, mean, I, I Jesus Christ. Jeff Saturday was on uh, PTI and he was sitting there talking about it. And he and he was he was talking about when they would do trick plays back in the day and uh in Indy and he was like, Look, man, if it's not there, don't compound it. Don't take a bad play and you know, turn it into a disaster. Right, and that's what Cincinnati. And it's so weird because Browning was excellent, and it, and some of these, some of the plays, you're like, dude, just either throw it away, or just go ahead and take the yardage loss, man. It just ain't there, eat it, man. It ain't there. It's a bad decision, bro. It's a bad decision, man. Weird, Al told you, just eat it. Just eat it. You got to do it. Got to do it. Um, let's see where are we at because we're gonna we're gonna run out of time pretty quickly. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's finish the thought about Phillies Eagles and then we'll take a short break and then we'll do a CFP and then we're going to get out of here. Um, all right. But I, I do want to bring up because uh, th- this was a, a huge significant thing and one of the big stories of the weekend. And I, I took major issue with it. And that was during the 49ers Eagles game, uh, that moment when uh, Greenlaw was tackling uh, the Slim Reaper out of bounds, right? And he, and, and you know, he, he was in bounds, man. He's fighting for yardage, dude. He's fighting for yardage. And, yeah, did, was it a hard tackle? Yes. Did he slam him down? Yes. But the chief of security, Dom, Dom DeSandro, right, big Dom, gets involved. He puts his hands on Greenlaw, right? I mean, the refs already threw a flag. You know what I mean? The refs already threw a flag. But but Dom's up and getting getting all up in, in, in there, putting his hands on Greenlaw, pushes him away. And Greenlaw, look, Greenlaw wasn't right to stick his hand in Dom's face. Fine. Right? I don't know if he was drawing a mustache. But people were talking about how he threw a punch. Man, he didn't throw a punch. Get Dude, out of here. That was not, not that was not a punch. Are you kidding me? If he had thrown the punch, Dom be on the ground and probably knocked the fuck out. In, so, all, in, uh, all, in all likelihood. But that was not a punch, right? What it was was a terrible situation and an absolute bag of horse shit that a player got ejected right and the the eagles chief of security who look you're not a player you're not a coach you're not an official oh for three why on earth that guy is involving himself with players i know he happened to be in the area that's fine they weren't fighting there was no gigantic bag of fisticuffs going on. No, it was just a, it right? was a play. There, there was, Maybe some tempers got flared a little sure. bit, but, you know, it happened. He, he involved himself in a football play. He involved – his job is to protect the facility and the team from fans and, secu- and security threats. Are you telling me that Greenlaw was a security threat? Nope. No. So you're not a player. You're not a ref. You're not a coach. Right, I know the fan base. I know Philly doing Philly things, man. They they gave him they got a round of jail applause. cell there for a reason. Yeah, they're giving they're they're hooping and hollering. They're eating it up. They're loving it. They're gonna sell a whole bunch of big dom merchandise, man. Good for them. But he has zero reason, and I mean a hundred percent zero reason in that moment or in general to involve himself and inject himself into the game because the the disparity between the price the the Forty ers are paying. 
And I think Greenlaw, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Randy, but I think Greenlaw was at that moment was leading the team in tackles. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he was, he was all over the, he was, he was all over the you place. are removing a critical on-field component for the 49ers. That is not an equitable trade to eject the head of security or the chief of security and the 49ers player. That's not even remotely equitable. Now, no, Green, it's not even close. Now, Greenlaw shouldn't have stuck his hand in the dude's face, right? But that, homeboy should not have been in Greenlaw or touched him. No, but Dom had zero, zero reason to inject himself into a player issue that the refs were already handling and the refs had already flagged. And I don't know, as of when we were recording this, that I haven't there's been, there's been a lot of speculation that there's going to be punishment. Um, we don't know what that's going to be. My vantage point, my opinion would be that the league absolutely has to hammer Philadelphia for it. You have to. You cannot have fan bases celebrating like random sideline people, personnel, non-football personnel, not a player, not a coach, not a ref, right? Not on um, field, not player personnel, injecting themselves into a game. There was a Jets strength coach, and I can't remember his name, that involved himself in a game, and the Jets got crushed for it, and they yeah. deserved it. Okay, uh, we still look. A, we still look at memes of Tomlin being, you know, running out and thinking about sticking his leg out. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that was a coach. That was terrible. Yeah, but as a coach, terrible right? look. But that strength coach for the Jets. Got all kinds of flack. Deserved it. But there is zero reason. There's zero reason because here's the thing, right? If you don't button that up and you don't lock that down, what you're going to find is that there's going to be a big moment in a big game and some random-ass sideline person is going to involve themselves and inject themselves into a game, and it's going to benefit a team. And it's going to benefit the team they want it to benefit. And then you really have a big problem. They're lucky this didn't adversely impact the ultimate outcome of the game. Mm-hmm. But if you have something like that happen in the Super Bowl, if you have something like oh. that happen in a playoff game, or you have something like that happen where <clears throat> you know it's a tight game, big moment, and a team loses a critical player, it, you, you just can't. No. Zero. And, and the NFL sent out a memo today uh, to all the teams. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, warning against staff interactions with opposing players because of this. And it says, and I'll quote the whole thing, the playing rules of the National Football League mm-hmm. clearly prohibit non-player personnel to include coaches, trainers, equipment staff, mm-hmm. security officers, or others from making physical contact with taunting or directing abusive or insulting language toward opposing players, game officials, or others involved in the game, end quote, the statement reads, under no circumstances are club personnel to engage with or make physical contact Mm -hmm. with another club's personnel or another club's players or other personnel, end quote. Yeah. They got to back it up. They got to mean it. You you absolutely cannot let that slide. Big Don might be a great dude. He might be a fun guy to have a beer with. All right, this is about him. This is not about him as a person. No. But in a professional capacity, in that environment, and he's not some noob. I think he's been with the. He was. He's been with Philadelphia since like Andy Reid was there. He's been there like twenty some years or something. 
And I gotta tell you, dude. Yeah. With with all the, you know, with uh, Seriano having like a bunch of those dudes having the Italian flag like on their like jerseys and stuff, Mm -hmm. I think you got to break out the Sopranos theme song here. Because I, you know, because people are, you know, the cons- the the conspiracy theorists are going, oh, he's with the mob, he's with the mob, and I'm like, you know what, you gotta give me some Sopranos here. There you go. That's for you, Lindy. I need to go back and rewatch that show, by the way. I really do. Oh, Dude. oh, all right, all right, all right. HBO in the early 2000s <coughs> was must see TV. It was lit. So. You know, Big Dom is a huge thing. The officiating is a huge thing. And I meant to say, and I think we've, we've topic jumped a lot, I, I guess because I'm trying to be a little bit more aggressive with timeline enforcement tonight because I, I absolutely have to be up earlier than I want to be. Um, but I did mean to say when it came to that Mahomes hit that they got flagged on, you always mm-hmm. got to remember with Mahomes, that dude is tricky, right? And if you don't stick a hat on that guy, He'll like, try to he'll, maneuver. He'll yeah. maneuver and either tightrope the sideline, or he'll, or he sometimes he'll throw the damn ball. Like he'll do things. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't assume that he's just going out of bounds. Can't assume. And he is gifted enough that he will burn you. And it was right by the first down marker. So, you know, you're gonna hit him. He's in bounds by the first down marker. It wasn't a late hit. Was it a hard hit? Yes, it was a hard hit. But it was it was hard, clean, legal. Yep. Okay. And and Terrifying. ironically, that was Simone Biles' husband. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So gar it was a garbage flag. And again, I will say to you, if the only thing you're gonna bitch about in that game is that missed offensive PI and you don't complain about any of that other stuff, I wanna hear shit from you. The officiating I- was terrible. It was terrible, but I'm glad they didn't give me a, or give the Chiefs a whole bunch of cheap ass penalties over the like the, the latter thing of that game to set up. Like, look, they were down a touchdown, needed the two point conversion just to force OT. Okay, it was neither, none of that was a given. No, none of that was a given. Um, but I had to laugh though at the at the end of that broadcast that NBC after the game was over brought up the S MVS penalty mm-hmm. and then like the Kelsey in the end zone but mm-hmm. didn't bring up Mahomes being like a yard like a half yard in and them hitting him like yeah. they they brought up like oh my god Kansas City got away with or Green Bay got away with two penalties at the end like shut the fuck up yeah and just the officiating was not good it's not good not good it was All right. awful it, it was terrible it was terrible, uh, but I think on the, what people are going to remember is the last one, not the hail mary. You're almost, you're essentially never going to get that flag. So take no. that one out of the equation. Uh, but the the MVS, like it's a fair grievance if you take that play in a vacuum and be like, how did they not throw that? Okay, reasonable, reasonable. I think in most circumstances, most of us would consider that defensive pass interference, but like. I'm so, I'm sorry the officiating in that game was that shitty, but if you're just gonna bitch about that and not bitch about the other stuff, you're either biased or you're a Chiefs fan. You know, Green Bay earned that win, deserved that win, and to not have it stolen from them by crap shenanigans at the end of that game, in my opinion. So that's how I feel about that. 
All right, Randy, uh, I'll let you button up any thoughts on the on the Niners, Big Dom, or whatever, and then we'll take a brief pause, and we'll come back and talk about CFP and then get out of here. Well, I wouldn't say that I, – I know Stephen A. made the comment that uh, the Niners win uh, delegitimizes the NFC Championship game, and I, I all I can say is get the hell out of here, that shit. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where – you know, we got you know the, I mean, we got our quarterbacks taken out that game, and uh, you know Debo obviously, you know kept the chip on his shoulder and said if we had a quarterback we would have won, we would have whooped your ass, and he backed it up, and uh, Debo took that game on his on his own shoulders and said, you know stop us if you can, and as we as we said in the chat, Debo doing Debo things. Um, but it was just you got to look at just everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blocking was good. Uh, the play calling once we got past the first two drives really picked up. And Shanahan, I think if it, it just felt like Shanahan was just like, all right, let's see what they do the first couple drives, and then we'll make adjustments. And once they made their adjustments, that that was all she wrote. It that, felt like that was it, man. They they wow. were just they were just starting to crack open a can of whoop ass. You know what I'm saying? They were just they were just starting to peel it open, setting the stage, and then boom. Um, it definitely felt like uh, Hertz didn't see the field like he would norm he normally would. Um, I felt like there was a lot of missed missed opportunities he could have made, which I'm not going to complain about. But just looking at his overall performance, mm-hmm. that was definitely a non Jalen Hurts performance from what we've seen um, re- recently out of him the past couple seasons. So it's strange to sit there and feel like you you're in your home, you get your home crowd backing you. You got you know, Big Dom helping you out. But, but clearly uh, randy agrees with uh car on this that that yeah. marcus mariota should be sorry marcus no, no, no. <laughs> i'm joking bro especially I mean, when I mean, they play the 49ers next i mean if, if they if they want to bench him i'm not going to say no because it just gives uh dallas a more of a chance to beat him anyway so mm. like i said i want that number one spot he uh, does He's Randy said, "Fuck him, <laughs> fuck him." <laughs> no, overall, I Alex Trebek. <laughs> but oh, that is all... a dick giveaway. That's funny. <laughs> I know, right? But Where's Alex Trebek? That's what you get. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> All right, um, fine. I'll give you. I'll I'll give this to you. Fuck them. There you go. (laughs) Uh, But we. I mean, it wasn't just the offense though. The defense really set the tone as well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that one hit on Swift. Holy shit! (laughs) (laughs) He got blown the fuck up. He got knocked the fuck out. I looked at. I was like, the little damn quarterback just lit your ass up. What the fuck? I mean. If that wasn't a if that wasn't a statement play of just how fired up that team was, nothing nothing was. They were ready, man. They they were they were ready for that game. You got knocked the fuck out, man. Give me my goddamn money. <laughs> what? Well, and here's the funny part. If you if you go back to when they had their three game slide, really they're a missed field goal away from being ten and two. I know. It, it's so it's. I don't know. Do I think they're the best team in football when healthy? Yes. 
Yes. Um, and a lot of people do. We saw what happened with no Debo and no Williams, and that offense limped through three games, and Purdy just didn't look good at all. No, well, he also had the concussion issue. I mean, you've got reasons for that, and mm-hmm. I think it's reasonable, you know, over the course of a season, you're going to have a couple of speed bumps or – you know, whether it's injuries or you have a bad couple of games or whatever the case may be, how do you improve? What do you take away from it? What do you learn from it? Does it refocus you? How do you attack it, right? That's that's Philadelphia's opportunity space right now. How do you respond to that whooping? Uh, the 49ers responded to some of their in-season struggles by trading for Chase Young, and then they've gotten healthier, and here we are. You know, and they whoop some ass. In and the they whoop some ass. Like I said, they they, mm-hmm. they were just slowly peeling that little can of whoop ass and said, "All right, here we go." <laughs> anyway, um, let's go ahead and take a break. We got to get to the CFP. Uh, Randy, by the way, I, you sound like you're a little gassed. If you need to bounce, not a problem whatsoever. Um, or if you want to hang out while we at just at least run through some shenanigans with the CFP, uh, we'll do that, and then we'll wrap up and get out of here. But I'm gonna uh, refresh my beverage, water a tree. And then we'll pick up and shut this bad boy down. Yeah? Sounds like a plan. All right, cool. Let me go ahead and pause this. As always, keywords of sports and brew. You know where to find us by now. Alcohol, beer, stupidity, you know, no midget porn. That's a Mark thing. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Um, Are you really, though? Are you really? Oh, no. Well, I mean, no. Pizza Dinklage. Pizza Dinklage. Fuck that up. On a, on a bucket? Just ask Mark. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no! <laughs> no. <laughs> we love you, Mark. Oh, no! <laughs> but it is the week of Giants Packers. I'm going to talk shit. Anyway, oh. <laughs> we will take a break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. <laughs> what, y'all didn't like that? You liked that. That was good. Damn. <laughs> Holy shit. Kirk, Kirk Cousins knows you like that. Apparently, oh, Matt Phil may like that appearance. too. Thanks, Chewy. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back, and we have to get to one of the other big stories of the week, uh, which is obviously the CFP. But before we get to that, we obviously owe each other a salute o'clock. We can't have an episode of the Brew and not have a salute o'clock. Come on, man. What kind of world we living in? <laughs> that would be like leaving FSU out of the CFP. It's just wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, is it? <laughs> is it? So I've got myself uh, a Jack and Coke, obviously enjoying that, pounding that thing down. And yeah, uh, you are. I'm a couple of Coronas in. So didn't do the dogfish head this week because I was like, well, you know, I need to, I need to travel a little, tread a little lightly. So Coronas. And mixed drinks, because that's treading lightly, is my Rod Gardner 50-50 Jack and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. But anyway, that's what I am enjoying this fine evening. Uh, Shannon, what you got, bro? So I'm going with a, a doubleheader of cider this week. Uh, Courthouse Creek, their revival. It's 100% Harrison Apples. Nice. And uh, the uh, Busky Gold Rush. Look at that. So, yeah. I'm actually enjoying the cider a lot more these days. So yeah, cider's good, man. I like it as a change of pace. I don't, I don't do it frequently, but every once in a while, man, like a good cider hits the spot. I, yeah. in, in particular, I like the uh, they're not IPA ciders, but the ones that are have a, a you know they try to hit those like certain IPA notes. Like I, I really like those because a, a, a lot of cider is just I just find it too sweet. 
you know. Yeah, Courthouse does not do sweet, and uh, Busky, for the most part, doesn't do sweet as well. Um, they just released their jalapeno lime cider this past weekend, which, fuck, dude. Funky. I mean, the jalapeno on the nose and on the tongue was chef's kiss. Didn't so. they have a jalapeno one over the summer as well? They did. Um, they have to do it. They can't. They have to do it like I think semi annually because it just doesn't last as long. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to keep it fresh, and so I think they do it. I think they did. May have done a mango habanero over the summer. Oh, no. I, uh, I, I do like uh, the orange clove uh, one that Busky does. Yes, the orange clove is very good, and hopefully that'll be coming out. I think first quarter of 24, if I'm not mistaken. Look at that. So, yes. Deliciousness, as they say. All right. So, and, and we always, and all of us enjoy a macaque insider as well. So, <laughs> anyway, Randy, what you drinking, bro? Sports brew special. Although, you know, Whitfield, I don't think, has, has ever enjoyed that beverage. Oh, no. <laughs> that might be the wrong song i like that song i like that song choice there however i'm feeling that oh i'm sorry woodfield it's still real to me, damn it. Look, flashlights don't count, man. Oh, no. <laughs> Holy shit. God bless, man. Someone's in rare form tonight. Oh, yeah, it happens. What? What? <laughs> anyway. That's all right. We know. We know I mean, that's almost like you try the <laughs> do uh, 20-year-old eBay insults. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, Shannon, we know what you like, man. Yeah, it is. Oh, I know, man. I was cracking up. Uh, I, I ordered some um some Transformers ornaments. I know. I've been on the Transformers kick, man. So I got like Megatron and Starscream and then Jazz. Well, they're the, these Hallmark commem- commemorative ornaments. And I was like, oh, that'd be pretty sweet. Because I have a couple of them. I have like Optimus Prime, a Shockwave. I have a few. And I was like, let me get a couple more. Why not? It's the time of season. I'm feeling it. So I ordered a, uh, ordered a couple of them. Um, and so one of them has got, gotten delayed. And I sent a message to the seller. But I was looking at my old eBay history. I mean, I've had an eBay account, I think, since like 98. Wow. <laughs> so it's a pretty old account. And I was just the late 1900s. Yeah, the late 1900s. So I was cracking up. <laughs> I was just looking through my history, uh, and, and I and I stumbled across this old, you know, I sold a bunch of CDs and a phone somewhere along the line. I sold some phone. It's probably it's like some ancient flip phone or whatever, because it's probably early 2000s. And this dude like left me a negative review, and I, I mean, it pissed me off because I knew that phone worked. I sent it to him, and I was just mad. And uh, I was big mad, dude. <laughs> and I totally, I totally went at that guy, man. And, uh, you know, I, I left him. It, it, again, it was my favorite. It's probably my favorite instance of, like, feedback, negative feedback, uh, a negative feedback exchange that I ever had on eBay. 
But uh, I'm, I'm cracking up because I'm like, this dude is still wearing this badge of, of shame 20-some years later. That thing is still on his profile. I'm just out there throwing this dude under a bus. <laughs> Dude's unreasonable. Phone's not defective. This guy is. Retard. I mean, I can't. I mean, it's just ruthless, dude. <laughs> Oh my god, what was that? What did I say? Here, hold on, man. Let me scroll. Oh, you were ruthless, bro. Yeah, no, I I, I mean, I, I don't think that dude ever recovered. That's <laughs> probably why he never responded because he never recovered from that. Yeah, unreasonable buyer refused refund, less shipping and handling. He is defective, not the phone, period. All caps, retard. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, which, you know, you're not even supposed to use that word anymore, but this was not an issue in, I don't know, the early 2000s or late, whatever this was. And so then I went ahead and left that asshole in negative. Unreasonable, refused refund, less shipping and handling, don't buy used if you want new, retarded. I mean, just, like, I just crushed this dude. I mean, it it is Christmas time, Justin. Oh. And this guy needs to understand <laughs> that there's a four-letter word that you cannot be for Christmas. Well, I mean, I did I did offer I did offer to send him a, a message a, a, you know, like follow up 20 some years later and be like, "Hey, have you figured out how to, how to transfer a cell phone like to a, a new carrier, or are you still retarded? Shannon taught me out of it. And don't sell that asshole a used cell phone. And an addendum. Try not to be retarded. Tard. I mean, look. We already have to deal with one retard in the sports brew. I mean, it's Whitfield. I mean, one's enough. <laughs> Two's a crowd. <laughs> Two's a crowd, man. Short bus only has so much room. Whitfield's hogging that thing, man. Come on, y'all. Anyway, I know that is. Oh, <laughs> I know we are not. I know, like it's like you're not supposed to use that word anymore. Look, I'm I'm a child of the '80s and the '90s, man. Like back in the day, that was the insult, right? You called everybody retarded. I'm not back so, in the '90s. That was our binky. I, I mean, I'm not saying it's right, y'all. I'm not saying it's right. We've come a long way as a society. We but, have. But there is a certain that I mean, I was dying looking at that that old eBay. I cannot believe that is the eBay feedback because I just called that dude retarded. <laughs> it's just ruthless, man. Oh, Lord. T A R D, tardity, tardity, tard. Oh, shit. There you go. So, anyway, spe- speaking of retarded. I'm glad talk- some things never. Damn, happen. I guess Gen Z's canceling us now. <laughs> Do they even listen? Who? 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 
They drafted who? <laughs> they drafted who? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess the question on my mind is, do you really even give a shit what I've been drinking? <laughs> potato, yes. Potato, Not really. Potato, That's potato, what I thought. Potato, what you drinking, bro? <laughs> Randy, what? Such a dick. <laughs> they drafted who? Who the fuck is this? This cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. Now you shouldn't be talking about Matt like that, all right? Damn. Oh, 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 no. Son of a bitch. Give this, cut the no, man we'll some do slack. Do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks. Ruthless. All right. Well, at least, all right. At least his right. beard doesn't. Um, so Shannon had brought me a six pack the other what, mm. two weeks, three weeks ago. Shannon, thanks for making um, me bring that story up on the podcast. Thanks. You're welcome. That'll go down in so, infamy, by the way. So out of that six pack, mm. I grabbed the Southern Tier Creme Brulee Imperial Stout. It's actually surprise. I mean, it's overly sweet, but it's not as bad as like some of. Uh, like the bourbon barrels, mm-hmm. some of the bourbon barrels are super sweet, but and this is close, but it's not bad. There okay. you go. Nice. Good. Nice. Glad you're enjoying that, bro. Yeah. Oh uh, my god! Cool. Who the hell cares? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> there look, he look, is, look, Peter. <laughs> uh, now I'm try just... not to be a cunt. <laughs> you said. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I can try not to be a cunt, but Shannon, you know what happens here. <laughs> Facts. Le- True story. Leroy Cunkins up in the house, man. What you want? <laughs> anyway. Well, I mean, at least yeah. the lurch-ass motherfucker didn't come knocking on your door. No, we started out the oh. po- Look, we started out the podcast with a not just a you rang, but a <laughs> We started out Lurch ass motherfucker with a with a you bring and you're gonna have to go back and listen to it. Uh, all right. Yeah. Good good times. Good times. Anyway, all right. Let's let's shift gears, uh, wrap up a clock. We'll touch on the Holy CFP real fuck. quick. Um, a couple of things, man. Look, I'm not a Florida State fan. I don't have any like real allegiance to them. I did. One of my best friends did go there. Um, so Jesse, this, uh, Jesse, right? Yeah, yeah, Jesse. This Florida State rants for you, I guess. Uh, and he he was pretty he was pretty bummed out about it. I mean, you know, the grand scope of of things. We had a, a little bit of a conversation about it. But look, here's the thing, man. It's a shame that Jordan Travis got hurt. It really is. Right, but you can't control for everything over the course of a season. I mean, injuries are part of the story of sports. Uh, Adversity is part of the stories of sports, right? Uh, Coming together as a team, uh, overcoming adversity is part of that story. That's what makes sports so fantastic. And look, I'm cognizant that, you know, people want to reframe certain things into like TCU the other year. Right. Well, you know, they won their first round game just because they got blowed out. They got debacled in a championship game. They still got there. And you can say, well, maybe they beat Michigan. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe a two loss team shouldn't have been there. That's fine. But they were. They were there, and they did make it to the championship game. And uh, you know, it's it's just there's a lot of layers to this that I think are pretty tough. And look, people wanted chaos. We joked around about it. We asked for chaos. We got chaos. And who knows what else might come out of this particular CFP and it is really 
you know, the other week I talked about we're, we're really at the end of an era of college football, and it's true. You know, the BCS era was very flawed. Um, the CFP was imperfect, but it was better. But you still have situations where deserving teams or, you know, we'd have these arguments about who got left out, who didn't make it, this thing, that thing. You know, it's tough. And generally speaking, your best course of action was to what? Win out, right? That was your best course of action. If you wanted to be in the mix, if you wanted to be part of the discussion, you won out. Well, Florida State won out. By the time you have Jordan Travis sending tweets or sending messages out when they hosed FSU. And make make no mistake, they hosed FSU. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we're not going to have a better CFP because they hosed FSU. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But they hosed FSU. But by the time you have a college football player tweeting out essentially that he wished he had broken his leg sooner in the year so that people could have evaluated Florida State, right, That's that's a terrible think about how, you know, his tweet was devastated, heartbroken and so much disbelief right now. I wish my leg broke earlier in the season so y'all could see this team is much more than the quarterback. I thought results matter. 13 and 0 in this roster matches up across any team in those top four rankings. I'm sorry. Go Knowles. Think about like that is an awful statement. That's awful. I mean, I, I that one really made me think reevaluate everything yeah you know um because i was kind of like on that bandwagon of oh you know the quarterback's got or whatever and you read that and you're like shit well the thing that gets me me, let me think about yes like let us think about this go ahead justin one of the things that gets me though is that yeah okay that game against louisville wasn't great but that was their third string guy they were going to get their second string back second string quarterback you know back uh, had a, was out for concussion issues. They're going to have a big block of time for him to get all the reps, all the practice, and go to town. I, I don't know what Florida State could have, would have, should have, maybe whatever done, but you basically stripped them and denied them and took that away from them, right? And I'm not saying that Alabama. I mean, Alabama might find a way to win, find a way to win the whole thing. They might. Texas might find a way to win the whole thing. They might, right? There's all kinds of things that could happen. And look, I don't wish injury on anybody. I don't, but do you know that every single one of these teams faces their own injury risk? Somebody could get hurt in practice. You can have a no contact ACL tear, right? Any number of things that can happen between now and the actual CFP or between the semis and the, and the final, you don't know. You can't control for all of that. And when we talk about it being an end of an era, follow the money with realignment, follow the money. With NIL, follow the money, right? But there's a story, there's a romanticized element of sports that we still hold on to, even though we get smacked in the face with fiscal realities over and over and over, but we still want to believe certain things. And, you know, with the Olympics, you try to hope there's a little bit more purity to some of the sports and the athletes. Well, you know, that goes out the window from time to time with doping scandals and steroids and all this other stuff. Uh, with college athletics, you want to believe that it's a little bit more, they're not professional athletes, it's a little bit more pure, or, or however you want to address it. And we just continually throw that out, particularly with college football, um, and certainly high-level college basketball, there's just a ton of money involved. But do understand, from 2014 to 2022, no team made the jump into the top four 
from outside the top six. All right? You had two this year do it. Mm-hmm. Texas and Alabama, who went from, I believe, seven and eight to three Correct. and four. Okay? Before the final rankings were announced, and Jordan Travis was hurt a while ago, right? They left Florida State in. If you had wanted to, if they had taken Florida State out after the Jordan Travis injury, I feel like that that angle holds a little bit more merit. You left them in. You left them in. You can say, well, they're not the same team. Okay, well, that was true a couple weeks ago. You didn't take them out of the top four, right? It was Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State. Again, you want a chaos, we got chaos, okay? FSU is the 15th undefeated Power 5 champ since 2014. And they are the only one without a bid into the CFP. The only one. And if I remember correctly, the NC State AD chaired that CFP committee. And I cannot help but wonder. And we can argue about the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, this thing. We can argue about all that stuff. And FSU has flirted. You know, they've threatened to leave. You know, there's stuff going on. But there is absolutely a part of me that just wonders if FSU's dalliances with leaving the ACC helped, you know, kick a little dirt on them in this situation. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that that's the case. But it does make me wonder. But keep in mind, Georgia lost by three in the SEC championship game. Three. Mm -hmm. That ended a 29, I believe, that ended a 29-game winning streak. streak. Two-time defending champion. Mm -hmm. All right? So the SEC championship game basically served as an elimination game. And look, let me tell you what. Alabama, however this plays out. And look, Nick Saban and Alabama, they've been an incredible program for, it feels like, the last, you know, two decades. I mean, it's probably really not that long, but as long Essentially as... Essentially two decades. Yes. Yeah. Um, decade but, and a half, at least. But Alabama better send a damn thank you note to that <laughs> Auburn defensive coordinator. Right? Because for all this talk about, you know, oh, winning and they're not the same team, dude, Alabama? It took a it took an, an absolutely ridiculous fourth and forever to stick that L on Auburn. And Auburn got fourth their, and thirty one. Fourth and thirty one, and Auburn got their ass handed to them by who is it? The New Mexico State Aggies. Is that who that was? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Alabama needed some help. And look, kudos to Alabama for for getting Georgia, but Georgia wasn't a hundred percent. No, you know. it's just, you know, this is a layered thing. It's a tough thing, and we can argue all over the place. But at the end of the day, you look at what happened, and if you want to talk about what you perceive or believe or think is the most competitive outcome, that's you can make an argument that's what they did. Michigan undefeated, Washington undefeated, Texas, Alabama. Texas beat Alabama. Alabama took out the one. Okay, Texas obviously handled business in their in their conference championship game, and they so, look and they look good. But you know, I would ask you if Georgia had beaten Alabama, right? Don't you think Florida State would have been in? So the 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 biggest problem all undefeateds. Here, the biggest problem here is michigan went undefeated won their conference washington undefeated won their conference beat oregon twice mm-hmm. i'm not so sure that oregon should be one in michigan too but that's neither here or there 
Florida State Power Five Conference undefeated, won their conference, all that. Same as Michigan, Washington, right? Mm-hmm. The the biggest difference is is Texas beat Alabama at Alabama, which if you're scoring at home would have been the four seed. But because the SEC is going to be the big dog, one of the two big dogs next year, can they leave the SEC out of the college football playoff? Because let's be honest, college football and the SEC are synonymous with each other. I hear you. I hear you. But even even with Alabama beating Georgia, right? Well, Alabama has a loss. Georgia has a loss. Georgia right. two-time defending champion, new, neutral field. You know, whatever, but here's the thing: Georgia, in a month, getting some of their people back. You don't think Georgia would be favor over favored over essentially everybody? They'd be favored over every single person, including Alabama again if they played again, uh, if they got everybody back healthy. Yeah. Um, and let's be honest: Alabama got by Auburn on a miracle. There were some games earlier in the season where they played lesser than normal competition. No, and- man, look, their strength of schedule is phenomenal compared to FSU's. Everybody's telling me that. <laughs> I mean, but, like, when they benched Milrow and played the second and third strings and barely beat those teams, it's not looking strong, right? Right. And then Milrow came back and... Yes, all is well with Alabama, but Florida State beat LSU. So did Alabama. You know, Florida State beat Florida with their second-string quarterback, an SEC team. So Florida State's beaten a couple of SEC teams, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the ACC have an overall winning record against the SEC this year? Yes. I mean, look, I, I know people like to poop on, for me to poop on the ACC, but. Yeah, and the, the problem is, is that the college football committee and the ESPN are in bed with each other, and ESPN's taking over the <gasps> SEC on ESPN, and God forbid we leave the league out that we're in bed with, so. Follow the money. Follow the money, follow bro. The money. And, you know, <laughs> follow but, the money. And, and, and see, as a casual fan, that's one of the reasons why I stopped really caring about uh, college football so much is because it got to the point where it didn't matter how good your team was. It was, are you the bigger draw? You know, are you going to put eyes on our product? And that's what it feels like. That's exactly what this feels like. It doesn't feel like we're going to be getting the best teams against each other in the playoffs. It feels like who's, who's going to put the most eyes on our product where, how are our ratings going to go up and how much money are we going to make off of this? Which, you know, all those things matter. And, and I mean, you can't, it, it's not going to exist. You know, it, the world where that's not relevant is, is far gone, but there's a point where it, it feels unjust, right? This and, is and one of those times. This is one of those times. And yes. look, if you said to me, Hey, look, look, I, I objectively think, 
Alabama is better than this current FSU team. Okay. I hear you. I, I hear mean, it you. would be a I hell of you. a game if both teams were fully healthy. Right. I, I hear you. But the thing is, you you absolutely 100% deny and, and rob FSU of the opportunity to prove you wrong. Right. Now, do I think FSU was winning the chip? No, I don't. I don't. But they did have to navigate the injury. They did have to beat Florida with their second string. They did have to beat Louisville, who had been a decent team. I mean, Louisville's not some huge powerhouse, but they're not total scrubs. FSU's defense was played their asses off in that mm-hmm. game. And there's more ways to win than just scoring a bunch of points. If you just had to win, score a bunch of points to win everything, well, Caleb Williams would probably be in the CFP, right? Right, right. Where's he at? Nowhere. Holiday Bowl, sitting out the Holiday Bowl. Sitting out the Holiday Bowl. If it was just about scoring points, the dude from LSU, who's probably one of the Heisman, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Jaden Daniels. Yeah. I mean, an incredible year, right? If it was just about scoring points, he'd be up in here, right? How about Bo Nix? What do you have, 40-some touchdowns, two picks, three picks? You know, it's not just about the offense. And so the CFP, that committee essentially – took this away from FSU. That's not to say that Alabama can't win the whole thing. Texas can't win the whole thing. You know, uh, are we going to get, should we, if you're just looking at it on paper, right, under ideal circumstances, we should get good games. Mm-hmm. We should get good games. Michigan, Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama. It's a, it's a very intriguing Final Four. Okay. Well, it's Michigan, Bama, Washington, Texas. Yeah, I wasn't going in the actual matchups. I was just talking about the uh, okay. about the teams yeah. in. But it, yeah, oh, Michigan was not excited about Alabama. Oh, dude, they no. were so like, oh, yeah. And <laughs> look, follow the money. Follow the money. A new era of football. And look, next year this is going to be different because it's twelve teams. What an incredibly bitter way to send out. The end of the CFP. So then, then by doing this, right, and that's and, the thing. Like, so you've got the NIL, which is new. You mm-hmm. got the transfer portal, which is new. And these guys essentially said, you know what, Florida State, they lost their starting quarterback. They're down to their third string. Yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're doing this for the kids now. Let's let's just get the best possible product on the field. Hey, let's get the sexiest matchups. You know, let's get the eye candy out there. And that's what they, they instead of going by well, what they have said all these years, was they Col- said, you know what? Screw it. Let's was, just get the best product we can on the field. Was Cardell Jones eye candy? <laughs> was he? No. No. No, dog. And I hear you. You know what I'm I saying? I hear you. But the thing is, How about- is next year. It's twelve teams. I know, so they ain't got to worry about it next year. They don't. Year. They don't. People will so argue. This is it. People will argue about seating. Um, they don't care now. Here, here's one of my favorite tweets. This might resonate more with you, Shannon, than with Randy. Uh, this was from uh, Greg McElroy. He had a tweet that said, uh, "No team could ever overcome subpar quarterback play and win a national championship." And so somebody pulled up. On, somebody man. pulled up the stats from, on, from Alabama, Texas, which was a 37-21 victory for Alabama, and they had Greg McElroy's <laughs> statistics from that game. Do you know what that dude did in that game? Jack shit. He was 6 of 11 for 58 yards. His QBR was 25.8, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. 
He averaged 5.3 yards. P.J. Fitzgerald got an attempt. That team was led by Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson. Uh, when Trent Richardson could see the hole. Yeah, well, so Greg McElroy, no team could ever overcome subpar quarterback play and win a national championship. Shut the and fuck that, up, dude. That, that fucker is like, just, dude, look in the mirror, bro. <laughs> <laughs> look in the mirror, dude. Cardell Jones, that was a great run. It, it, dude, it wasn't, him and Zeke? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. So, you know, it, all of these things can be done. And I'm going to say again, we got a lot of time until the CFP. And you never know. I don't wish injuries on anybody, but crazy things can happen. And you could have, whether it's Alabama, Milro could go down, right? Yep. Any of these players, a star running back, star quarterback, star wide receiver, whatever. You can't control for all that. And they obviously are trying to manufacture manufacture what they believe is the best overall set of ratings. And look, again, I understand if you're arguing from a, what they believe is the most competitive Final Four is what they did-ish. Because, again, I think Georgia would be favored over everybody, you know, if they had snuck in. But I guess, you know, we could go back and forth on a lot of these things. Um, Texas is super intriguing, right? Alabama is Alabama. They're going to get – they travel well. They're going to have a ton of eyeballs. Washington I'm obviously super curious about. Um, although if I had to if I had to randomly pick a team, you know, from this lot, uh, I'm probably not taking Washington. You know? I, I wouldn't take Texas from you know? this from this lot. Uh, I think they caught Alabama early when Alabama didn't know who they were. Mm-hmm. Um, Penix showed me something in that championship game against. I know you Oregon. were all about Oregon the other week. You were wrong about that, bro, uh, dude. And I was and. I thought Oregon was going to come through and dominate that game, and Washington straight up dominated that game. I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Well, y'all, you know, y'all showed me something that I didn't think you had. But at least they got to settle it on the field, dude. And they settled it on the field twice, and won both times, and shut the door on that shit. Uh, so they said, "Hey, we're one of the four best teams." Ball game. Ohio, uh, Michigan beat Ohio State. In Ohio State, dude, this is one of those years where we could have a six or eighteen playoff, and it would be okay. There's all kinds of things that would be better, and you know we had this argument years ago about go ahead and change it, break the contracts, man, make it make it an eighteen, do something else. They didn't do it. This is this is a a crappy final chapter. Uh, it might end up being a great CFP. That's not really what the point of this conversation is. Yeah, they may they may have manufactured a really good CFP. They could have, right? We don't know. We don't know how this plays out yet. But um, they manufactured it, and the grievances of a lot of people um, and the commentary of a lot of things just make you go, dude. They, you- they just follow the money. The- it, 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 yeah, it, as I mean, you said, it, at this point in time. If there was ever a follow the money scenario, this is right. I mean, a hundred percent. It listen. Listen to a couple of, uh, of these of these clips. Here's here's Dan Orlovsky, who I do like, but rough take. But we have to stop saying that this Florida State team went undefeated undefeated as a Power Five conference champion. This team did not. 
the team two weeks ago with Jordan Travis did. This is a different football team. Okay, yes, but you're not letting them earn it on the field. I mean, it's not like they ran. It's not like they ran out the back of the end zone, Dan. <laughs> I'm just saying. Free story. FSU did go two and zero without Jordan Travis. They did. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, and I, I, beat an I, SEC team. Yeah, and 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 I, I love this one. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. In fact, beat an SEC team mm-hmm. and a top twenty-five team in Louisville. I forget what they were ranked. Were they fourteen or were they twenty-four? I they were top twenty-five. It don't matter. Yeah, the top <laughs> twenty-five was ranked twelfth. Yeah, but and then and then then here's uh, uh Granny. Granny was Granny was salty. They won every game in front of them. They won what we call a Power Five league, and you thirteen people sitting that. in a. No, I don't have to stop saying anything. Oh, the, oh he's and Dan Orlovsky's with him, by the way. <laughs> stop saying that. They won all of their games. Anyone can get hurt at any time. They won every game that was. They did literally everything that could be asked Correct. of a team, and thirteen people making the subjective, not objective decision that they aren't as good anymore left them out of it. You know what happened yesterday? Football became figure skating. Figure skating is something that judges decide because there is no objective way to decide if you or you were the better figure skater. But there is an, an, an objective way to judge football teams based on what they did. Florida State's strength of record was three. Three at the end of the season. Their schedule is 55th. Their strength of record is three. They didn't lose a game. <laughs> He's right. And Feinbaum's like, eh. But I mean, Feinbaum's an SEC honk. Oh, so. no, he's an Alabama honk, but yes. whether it's Auburn or Alabama. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> I don't count Feinbaum for anything other than the state of Alabama. Yeah. Um, it's just it's – it, Granny was right because, I mean, if you if you take the, the Florida State games out of the record, mm-hmm. they played a schedule of a over 500 – teams i mean <laughs> they were behind washington and michigan yeah you 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 won your power five conference and you were undefeated i understand that texas beat alabama at alabama and it's hard to lead an sec team out of the college football playoff because ratings slash you know money you know, the the committee proved at this this uh, this last year that it it was never about any of that. It was always about the money. Well, just again, like it, the players are getting paid now, yeah. nil and all that. I, I I guess at least it's it's more you know we're we're not pretending that it isn't there anymore. Yeah. And uh, look, had had Auburn handled business. It changes the discussion a little bit, right? It changes how this plays out. I mean, if you knock the ball down or if he just right. doesn't catch it or lands in bounds, Anything. If, then if, that, that helps. It does. If, if Georgia handles business, we're not having this conversation. But, you know. Or if, or if, if Louisville, if, for, for fuck's sake, had taken a, a block kick and actually got a touchdown and not a maybe. fucking turnover. Then we're having a completely it, dip, different discussion. But the, these things are a, a lot of this gets settled on field, except for this, in the extent that you, you have a lot of interpretation and perceptions about what to do, what's the best matchup, what's this, what do we, what do we want? 
versus right. what do the teams earn? And I just think at the collegiate level, this is you know, it, <sighs> there's no room for this bullshit. It it's tough, and I I'm, I'm <clears throat> I feel for FSU. I understand the arguments of why they did what they did, and we might have a great CFP. We might. This might I be phenomenal, you know. But traditionally, you get one of the one of the semifinal games is great, one is not, and then the championship game can be hit or miss, right? I mean, Georgia beat the shit out of TCU. Yeah, you know. Um, but and, and there've been plenty of years where you know the best team ends up really sticking it to, you know, whoever they play in the final. I mean, it happens. Right, it just happens, and here's the thing: for the people that were like, "Oh, well, you got to have an SEC team," and look, if there was no Alabama, no Georgia, Texas is going to be SEC next year. Y'all would have claimed Texas. Don't don't, mm-hmm. don't bullshit me. Yes, they would. They would have they would have claimed that one. And I'm not I'm not anti any of these teams. I think it's an interesting story if Michigan finishes it. I think it's an incredible story if Washington does, given everything that Penix has gone through. What is this year six for him? Something like that. Uh, transferred eight leg. I mean, he's had injuries. Hit all kinds of stuff, man. Probably going to win the Heisman. Uh, by the way, Penix. Yep. Yeah, I, I, all the chatter seems to go to the LSU dude, man. We'll see. I mean, Jaden was good, but Penix is undefeated and in the playoffs. So yeah, I mean, that has to carry a little bit of weight, right? Um, and you know, Texas is an interesting story with Sark and obviously Alabama is Alabama. So if nothing else, they're, they're the one everybody wants to hate, you know, people, people are the people that don't like Harbaugh really don't like Harbaugh and Michigan is Michigan. So, you know, there's plenty of people that love Ohio state and hate Michigan. Well, (laughs) so you, you have a, you have a villain and plenty of people don't like Nick Saban and Alabama and everything. They, you know what I mean? So there's villains here. There's good stories and there's villains. I mean, it's a compelling CFP. It's a great CFP from a storyline standpoint, from a clicks generation standpoint. It just feels like they, you know, effed Florida State. And there's a lot of Big Ten, a lot of ACC. And some people have said, well, is this the death of the ACC? Well, I mean, it might be. I don't know. I mean, Florida State's trying to get out of it anyway. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of mess. It's just... You know, it's just a shame. I would have, I know the game may have ended up sucking bags, but I would have much rather seen a team that overcame adversity, fought that hard to get there, and had a good defense. I w- I'd like to see what they could have done. It's a shame. And next year, we won't have the same problem because really, if you're outside of the top 12, what kind of argument do you really have? Um, and that gives a little margin of error, but it's just, it's a different era. Um, follow the money. Follow the partnerships, follow the brands. It's going to help explain a lot of what things are. And look, I mean, there, there's always a possibility. It's just four teams. Somebody was, there's always going to be somebody that gets the shaft. So who deserved more of the shaft? Texas, Alabama, Georgia, FSU? Well, they decided that it was FSU. That's what they decided. That's what we have. So I, I feel for them. Uh, I'm again, I'm not an FSU fan, but uh, you know, I, it's hard for me to listen to Booger McFarland talking about that. And some of the people that really have, have railed against what they did and feel decent about it. And, you know, Mike Norvell had, had a pretty strong statement, you know, about these, uh, just about how this happened. You know, uh, if you haven't read it, do yourself a favor and, and look it up. That's FSU, uh, football, uh, head football coach Mike Norvell. Look, look it up. It's a great. It's a great line. 
You know, what is the point of playing games? Do you tell players it's okay to quit if somebody goes down? Do you not play a senior on senior day for fear of injury? What is the motivation to schedule challenging non-conference games? I don't understand how how we are supposed to think this is an acceptable way to evaluate a team. I mean, they beat two SEC teams. Like it's tough. It's tough. I, I get it that Florida wasn't as strong as normal, but LSU was pretty damn good, and one of their players is going to New York this week. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 tough. Uh, it's tough. Uh, but we might get a great CFP and whoever comes out of this thing will celebrate them as, as champions. It's just, that's a very, very bitter pill for FSU. And it's hard not to feel that they did them dirty. Even if it ultimately is better for ratings, better for TV, better for watchability, better for fan base. Maybe all those things are true, but we have seen wonderful stories of backup quarterbacks. Tom Brady was a backup quarterback. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, Jeff yeah. Hostetler was a backup quarterback, had a nice run. Card- mm-hmm. Cardell, Cardell Jones got some, you know, I mean, it, you can go back through history and, and there have been people that have, have come in that were unexpected that nobody thought was ready and they came in and had moments or had playoff runs or, or, or had, it, it's just, that's the thing with sports and they take the possibility of that story away for the story that they prefer to tell. And that's what's so hard to accept. Well, it's flat out wrong is what it is. So they shouldn't be doing that. Some of these kids work their ass off just for an opportunity. And, you know, with Florida State, that opportunity for some of these kids who Mm -hmm. may not even have a shot normally at taking their uh, career a step further once they're done may not get it now. No, I mean, yeah, you, you, you'll see it in the bowl game and eventually in the senior bowl and whatnot. But you, but on the a grand stage like the CFP, where you're in, you're in it for a potential national title. All eyes are on you, NFL. All eyes are on college football during this time because they're looking for that next big star. Whether it's you know someone like Brock Purdy for the 49ers being Mister Relevant, that guy who just kind of came out of nowhere. Or looking at a guy like C- kid like C.J. Stroud, who, you know, most Ohio State quarterbacks don't ag- usually mount to anything, but this kid is something special. You know, they all get these opportunities, you know, through the playoffs and without. And but if you're going to sit there and take away an undefeated team, I mean, I get it. To well, actually, no, I don't get why they would take him away, but to take him away when they've done everything you've asked them to do. It's just wrong. It's, yeah. It I, doesn't feel good. And it just adds to the whole animosity of what the conferences have all become. When you well, think about the, the big cash grabs and all the, the rivalries that have been torn apart because it's gone. of this. It's gone. It's gone. I mean, you, you saw the. Uh, I guess, they, I, I guess in a way the, it's a fitting in for the CFP because you know, some of the rivalries and a lot of the stuff that's been stripped out of college football in the name. Look, I don't have a grievance with making money or chasing the buck or whatever, but there is a point where there's just a weird imbalance and at least be, at least be intellectually honest with people about what you're, about what you're doing. Right. You saw the Oregon state, Oregon game where the, you know, the, the Oregon state beaver and the, the Oregon duck kind of like, 
They hugged put it their out. arms around each other yeah, and were like, this is it. This is it. And it was kind of a, you know, a lot of people, like both both sides were just upset and sad. Like, like fuck, this is it? Yeah. And, and look. Like, this sucks. It, like, yes, we don't like each other, but we want to beat each other yeah. every year. And, it's like, hold up now. Like Again, the, it's the end of an era. And it's not just about the CFP. It's not just about the conferences. The nature of college football is is it's been there shifting, but this is a very in your face statement of what should now be plainly obvious to people. And depending on all about the green, yeah, and and depending on how you feel about that stuff, will shape some of this. And you know, if your team got in and you're happy, and that and and at the end of the day that you're good enough with it, then so be it. But just be intellectually honest about what it is, and it is about ratings, TV partnerships, and the cash. Checking the cash, man. It's it's just it's what it is. All right. Um, we ran over. Shannon, I told you, you know, unlike the Pats and the Steelers, take the over here. That's what always happens with the sports brew. Um, there are a couple of rando things I will tell you. There is a better uh, who placed a $205,000 wager on the Crimson Tide to win the CFP in late August. That wow. dude is hanging on by a thread. That's incredible. As of right he's now, in. he's yeah, got an opportunity. I, I know he's got a chance. So you tell me there's a chance. Tell me there's a chance. Right now, that bet would win a cool 1.2 million, 1.233. Not bad. Um, also, perhaps the weirdest parlay I've seen in a long time. Let's see. I don't remember what book this was at, but there was an individual that did a parlay with five quarterbacks hitting various yardage markers. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, not getting that leg. Deshaun nope. Watson, not nope. get not getting that leg. Joe Burrow, not getting that leg. Trevor Lawrence, nope. We'll see if he can finish out the season, but might not get that leg. But the last one, the last quarterback in this parlay of hitting yardage shoulders, they're all like four thousand yards, is Jared Goff. And so all the somebody tweeted this thing. And they were like, "Oh my god, <laughs> somebody protect Jared Goff," <laughs> which I can't believe anybody would ever be like, "Oh no!" But it's just what a fascinating parlay. And like every other quarterback in that parlay is is either hurt or is out. <laughs> it's just nuts. Um, but anywho, like wild things happen in sports. There's underdog stories, and, and we're we're at a time with with Jimmy with Jimmy V, right? Valvano, mm-hmm. you know what? What is one of the great components of the of the Valvano story? An underdog. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up unless we won't let you compete. The CFP twenty twenty three. Oh. Anyway, too soon. Too soon. Just saying. Too Fuck soon. If the, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> That's cold. Never give up, but we won't let you play. Such bullshit. Yeah. All right. We need to get out of here. I need to wrap up and get to sleep. But gentlemen, as always, a pleasure to catch up, a pleasure to hang out. And uh, I guess there you go. So here's to an excellent CFP. It's not quite what I thought it would be. Uh, But hopefully the games are good and it lives up to the manufactured expectations. If you're going to strip, you know what I mean? If if you're going to give a team Das Boot and you're going to F them out of it, 
You better I'm hope, just, you better hope you made the right decision and it pays off with really good games. Because if Justin, we, if we I get, have one question for what? you: Will Florida State ever be able to shake this off? <laughs> Only when it's a twelve-team playoff, baby. Because <laughs> you know what, I don't think they're going to be able to shake it off. Because Shannon, they're not going to be able to let it go. Let it go. They're not. It's it's all. <laughs> they can't let it go. Nope. Will they build? Will, will they ever shake it off? You are determined, and since you have, since you are fighting and multi multi dropping it, there you go. <laughs> I mean, at least Texas and Alabama were able to bang bang through the room. <laughs> Shame. I'm trying to go to sleep earlier than usual. You are determined to not let me. But. This is like Jordan Travis's song. Oh, no. Holy shit. (laughs) Anyway, that's terrible. All right, all right, all right. Now, let's, let's wrap it up and get some rest. But look, CFP, man. Don't burn me down. Don't let me down. Make it good for what for for the price you had to pay to get here. Hopefully it's good, right? That's for sure. All right, you know what time it is. Oh my god! Oh! Shut it down. Shut it down. Oh, no. Let's go home. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Randy. All right, Shannon. Go get some rest, gentlemen. It's good to catch up. Good to hang out and. uh you know the deal. When it gets late, take the over. And um, sorry, as, as far as FSU. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Damn. Uh-oh. <laughs> anyway. All right, gents. Uh, as always, keywords of Sports and Brew. Catch us on Spotify, our home feed on Podbean, um, Apple Music, all kinds of places that do podcasts, man, all sorts of things. Read off the feed. But uh, enjoy the week. Enjoy the weekend. And, uh, you know, we're going to a wedding this weekend. Hopefully it's great. So Kayla and Kyle, congratulations, bar. congratulations in advance. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, come on now. <clears throat> I mean, my wedding, our wedding was an open bar. An open, mm. open, no, our wedding was a self-serve open bar. You want to talk Ooh. about bold Ooh. choices. That was a bold choice. I can't even remember how many jello shots we made for that thing. Uh, we went through a lot of everything. It was yes, incredible, <laughs> but. Uh, here's to a, a great wedding, a great ceremony, and and Chloe's a flower girl, so Aww. I would imagine we'll have some cute pictures, and I will certainly, Please. I yes. will, I will certainly snap a few and share a few. So uh, here's to the here's to the couple to be, Kayla, Kyle. This last sip is for you, unless you're an FSU fan, and then you know, sorry. Cheers. Cheers. No, <laughs> no. Eh, Here, fuck them. Here's to anyway. A, here's to a great wedding. And it looks like it's going to be surprisingly pleasant on Saturday. So maybe it all. Yeah, I was going to say Sunday looks fucked. So. Sunday looks terrible. Get it done Sunday or Saturday. <laughs> yeah, the wedding is on Saturday. There you on go. Sunday, something else. I mean, they've got other plans on Sunday. I would think. <laughs> anyway, I would, one would hope. <laughs> we would all hope. Anyway, all right, gentlemen. Consummate the marriage. Fuck them. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, you killed this. I understood the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Jits, go get some rest, man. I'll catch you on the flip side, dude. It's good to catch up. Good to hang out, man. Thanks for keeping me up late. As always, I can count on you two assholes for that. So, all right, y'all. You know, you know how it goes, man. You know what we say. It's what we do. Good. It is what we do. And good night now. now. <laughs> all right, later, guys. See ya. All right, good night, man. <laughs>